0: After t No!
1: Hey! Hallelujah! Blow the trumpet in Zion! Sound the alarm! The Lord God Almighty reigns! He's already working it out. He already knows everything you need. He's already in the future. Making the pathway straight. Won't he work it out? I wish I had some witnesses. Is there anybody? Is there anybody that turned it over to Jesus? Turn it over to the Lord. And quit worrying about it. Shout yes somebody. Shout glory somebody. How you lift up your head? Lift up your head. All ye gates and be uplifted you everlasting doors, the King, the King, immortal, the King, almighty, shall, shall, come on in, come on in, make way for the King, make way, right on, King Jesus, right on, Nobody, nobody, nobody can stop you now. Yeah. Shut up, Go ahead and praise him. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. Huh. Hey. Hey. Hallelujah. Hey. Thank you Jesus
2: Hallelujah
3: Wave your hands and say thank you Jesus somebody You already come here for a worship service Go ahead and sit down Some of y'all want me to start teaching Bump, bump, (laughs) bump. We celebrate the Lord.
0: I mean,
1: he died on a Friday. But get up on a Sunday. Yes.
3: All right, we got to teach something. Put your hands up, Michelle! Hallelujah! Somebody, somebody say thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! This is a station identification. In case you don't know, this is a Pentecostal church. This is a Holy Ghost field church. This is a hand clapping church. This is a dancing church. This is a eye running church. This is a devil stomping church. A oil swinging church. A Holy
1: Ghost field church. Yeah!
3: Come on. That's it. Ha! Oh, yeah. If you can celebrate anything, you ought to be able to celebrate the Lord. If you got the victory on the inside, it, hey!
2: <laughs>
3: we ain't going to never get it done. Woo! Everybody say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Take your seats. Did y'all hug each other yet or say hi? I got lost. I lost my way when I was in worship. I don't know where I'm going.
2: I started out walking through the valley
3: of the shadow of death, but somewhere I walked up into the mountaintop. I can't get no help. Won't he take you through?
1: Won't he bring you out? Yeah! Hey! Oh! Yes, he will. Thank you, Jesus.
3: Well, if they can celebrate ball games and celebrate football, that ain't worthless, that ain't about nothing. They can celebrate Beyonce and she ain't doing nothing for nobody. We ought to be able to celebrate the Lord. Amen. I don't know, I shouldn't I shouldn't say this, but somebody told me there was a party going on. Can I ask somebody?
1: Where's the party here? Is the party over here? Is this where the party is? Is the party over here? Can somebody tell me where the party is? Yeah! hey, Celebrate! Hallelujah!
3: All right, y'all ain't gonna push me, you bunch of Pentecostals.
2: <laughs>
3: Watch out. Oh, my God, the horns. Watch out here. Somebody said, what you dancing for? What you shouting about? What you excited about? You do go to work tomorrow morning, you go to bed, get up the same thing tomorrow. What you excited about?
1: Somebody said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God.
2: Alright.
3: What happened to y'all? Y'all got this was a Good Friday show it was on Wednesday. Oh thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. Amen.
2: We gotta turn the air conditioner on
3: here in a minute. Y'all are getting hot. Watch out now. You know, I like that trumpet now. Blow the trumpet in Zion.
2: (laughs) Let's lift our hands up and
3: just thank the Lord right now for all He's done. Let's give thanks to God and bless His name because God is good. Amen. God is good all the time. And those of you that know that He answers prayer, He may not come when you want Him to come, but He's always on time. He's a promise-keeping God. Hallelujah. While you're fretting and falling out and passing out, he's just standing there steady, waiting. Hallelujah. <clears throat> the Bible says, don't cast away your confidence, for there is a recompense of a great reward. We sing it sometimes, saints, don't stop praying, for the Lord is nigh. Saints, don't stop praying. He'll hear you cry. For the Lord has promised, and his words are true. Saints don't stop praying, he'll answer you. Saints don't stop praying, for the Lord is nigh. Saints don't stop praying, he'll hear your cry. For the Lord has
1: promised, and his words are true. Saints don't stop praying,
3: he'll answer you. There you go, that's it, that's it. Bum, 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 bump. there you go. I ain't going down memory lane, y'all have me in all
2: night. All right.
3: We got a hot and ready crew over here. That's what happens. You get prophets on the keyboards and instruments. That's what happens. Tonight. Hallelujah. Take somebody by the hand and shake it like you're getting ready to shake it off. And tell somebody, I may not be everything that I ought to be. But thank God, I'm not what I used to be. And because of Jesus, I am getting better all the time. And say, Saint, don't stop praying. Go ahead and take your seats. Oh yeah. What y'all know about hand clapping like that? Y'all don't know. Oh, that that's sound like the old time sanctified clap. That two time. That's that foot stump clap.
1: One, two. I'm going to let y'all take it. Y'all want to get the clapping. You can't blame me now. It's on y'all.
3: Make me do all this. Calm down. I had to let that out though. Come on, take your seat, Saints. Come on. Y'all, all my teaching time getting ate up.
0: Hey. Picking them up. Put them down.
3: The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you're feeling weak, you better check your joy level. Joy is the place between receiving, believing, and receiving. While I'm believing and waiting on my receiving, I'm having joy. Joy is the energy and the fuel to my faith. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible said, through joy you shall draw water from the wells of salvation. Amen. Joy is. Is another technology in the spirit to rejoice. That word rejoice means to respin. It means to turn around, to spin around in praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews ten. Let's look at that. I got twenty minutes left. Did <laughs> y'all enjoy that? Oh, hallelujah. On the count of three, everybody shout glory as loud as you can. One, two,
2: three. Glory!
3: (laughs) I felt something go through the room when y'all said that. Real quick, one more time. One, two, three.
2: Glory!
3: got Hebrews 10. Amen. That was just a warm up. Hallelujah. Somebody said if I couldn't say a word I would. I'd wave my hand. <laughs> Amen. That's what the old saint would say on the evening like tonight. <laughs> Hebrews 10 and 1, it says, for the law, since it was only a shadow, everybody say a shadow, of good things to come, not the very form of things, can never by the same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make perfect those who draw near. Everybody say, the law fell short. Otherwise, they would not have ceased to be offered. In other words, if the law was working, there wouldn't be a need to replace it. Because the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have a consciousness of sin. I'm reading the New Living Translation. A conscious of sin. A consciousness of sin. He's saying if the law and the blood of bulls and goats would have been effective to cleanse sin, they would have only had to do it one time. Now I want you to understand something. When the Bible is talking about sins and sin, do you know there's several different words translated for the word sin? i got to do another whole other teaching on that because everybody thinks all sins are the same. They're not. <clears throat> Amen. Jesus did not die for all the sins of the world. There's billions of them being committed every second. <laughs> Jesus died for the sin nature, which is the root of sin. He died to undo What was done in adam the only reason adam became a sinner is because his nature was fallen after he broke the commandment the nature of disobedience entered into him he died spiritually dying spiritually is not dying as in secession of life but it is the separation from god when the bible talks about death it's talking about being separated from god so adam died spiritually we know he didn't die physically because he lived almost another 900 years. He lived a long time. So he died spiritually. He was separated. And he was Eventually, he had to be forced out of the garden. Now, he fell. He was separated from God spiritually, but he was still in the Garden of Eden. But then he was driven out. Why? Because his natural circumstances soon lined up with the position of his spirit. Did you catch that? That was a good one. His natural, his physical position changed and lined up with his spiritual position of being separated from God. Jesus didn't come to wash away every individual's sins. He'll forgive you of those sins. What he came to do was destroy the sin nature which makes you want to sin, that gives you the nature to want to disobey. That's what the blood of Jesus did, was remove the sin nature. And now the Bible says that Jesus has risen, and he's ascended on high. And then Paul tells us that when, he, when God raised up Jesus, he raised every born-again believer. Every new creation in Christ was raised up with him. But we weren't born. Some of us weren't born yet. <clears throat> but just like Adam's spiritual position dictated his physical position, once again, when jesus rose and changed and brought righteousness he changed our position and now our physical position is going to change later what adam did spiritually his physical circumstances followed what jesus did physically And dying upon the cross. Even though you and I weren't born yet. He raised everybody who was ever going to be raised up in that act. Because now when you and I hear the gospel and believe on Jesus. We enter into Christ. And because Christ was raised. Now we are raised as we are in him. This is new creation reality. And. You have been given a spiritual position to be seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, you have to understand the terminology. It doesn't mean there's a bunch of seats up there and God's got a bunch of seats. A seat, a chair, is something of a man-made idea. Were there chairs in heaven before there were chairs on earth? See, people get terms on English human or man-made terms, and we try to equate the things that are in the spiritual. When it's talking about being seated... It's like having a house of representatives in the state capitol. When you elect them, they go. We give them a seat. We give them a position to elect and to enforce power. When you elect somebody and they get elected, you are seated with them. When Jesus rose and went to heaven, we were seated with him. That's why the Bible calls... Us, the church. Well, you know, I'm a church. No, you're not a church. Well, the church is in me. No, the church is not in you. You are in the church if you're in it. But the church is not in you. Because the word church is the word ecclesia. And the word ecclesia means electoral college. Upon this rock, I'm going to build my electoral college. The ones that are electing me, I'm electing them. That's why we are called God's elect. Uh, the church is a called out body called out of the world to enter into a spiritual political climate where there are principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and other beings that are trying to enforce their will and God is trying to get his will done but he has to have a body a ruling body an electoral body Lord, teach us how to pray, Father. Lord Jesus, I see you praying all the time. You be getting stuff to happen. Would you teach us how to pray? He said, grasshopper, you want to know how to pray? Let me show you how to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And they sing that at choirs and they say at funerals and they say, this is the Lord's prayer. Like, Like this is the Lord's prayer, like it's in his personal prayer. Not just a type of prayer. He was giving you a structure to follow. You enter into worship, but you're supposed to fall in line with heaven's will. Let your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We are to not try to get heaven to do our will. We are to find out what heaven's will is and come into agreement with it. Because we are his elected officials upon the earth. And when the church is not where it ought to be, all kinds of legislation gets passed in the spiritual realm that shouldn't be passed. Judgments against you and your life, your children and things, you get passed spiritually if there's no objection in court. But you are a called out body and your job is to enforce the king's rule. Because not only are you an ecclesia, an electoral college, a body called out for for voting, for enforcing rules and laws, you are to negotiate in the heavenlies. Because Ephesians tells us, he says, for this is the mystery, the fellowship of the mystery. This is the fellowship of the mystery that the church, that the manifold wisdom, that's Ephesians, the manifold wisdom of God. Let me tell you something. How powerful is wisdom? Have we underestimated it? When it says the many-folded or many-faceted or many-layered. In other words, it's wisdom that's for every circumstance and situation. It's multifaceted wisdom. And the Bible says that Jesus, in him is all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Then the Bible says he has been made unto us wisdom. So, in other words, Jesus is the wisdom of God that descended from heaven. Wisdom took on flesh. Why? Because the word of God is the wisdom of God. Why? Well, wisdom is a solution, is what wisdom is. And Jesus is my solution. You didn't catch that. If I'm with Jesus, and Jesus is with me, and I'm walking with him, what do I got to be afraid of? Will I go hungry? Will my lights get shut off? Will I get evicted? Not if Jesus, he's the wisdom of God. He is my solution for every problem. The Bible says, and this is the fellowship. That word fellowship is the Greek word koinonia. The word koinonia means the back and forth exchange in the marketplace. Koinonia, it means fellowship. But when you break down the rude words, it's the kind of fellowship that takes place in the marketplace when you're buying and selling and trading. Bartering. Back and forth. You know, sometimes we like back and forth if it's fun. You ever see couples that like each other? They start bantering with each other. Back and forth. Sarcastic teasing is back and forth. <laughs> Bad drink, Back and forth. Late at night. Now if it's after midnight, it's pillow talk. What you doing? Nothing. Where are you at? In the bed. Me too. Back and forth. You got corner near. Late night corner near. Midnight Somebody Somehow to call that love cornonea. No, see. It don't mean nothing. Do they produce a ring? It don't mean nothing. It's just pillow talk is out there. Back and forth. The fellowship of the mystery, the word mysterion. The word, the cornonea of the mysterion. The mysterion. It's a deep word. I just like saying it. Mysterion. Mysterion. What a. Get you. Mysterion. The Mysterion, the Greek dictionary says, is the hidden forces that either work to accelerate or the hidden forces that are working to decelerate the work of God's power. That means we could say the Mysterion is the positive and negative hidden forces that work either for or against the power of God. So what does that sound like? The angelic. The the angelic and the demonic. These two realms. And see, a lot of us think that the devil is in charge of everything. The word devil and the word Satan is a word that represents many people. I know everybody thinks Lucifer got cacked out of heaven and he became the boss and he's running the show. But let me tell you something about devils. If you're really that evil, do you get along with anybody? You ever seen two evil people get together? They work together till they can accomplish their goal. But it's time somebody getting ready to cheat somebody, lie on somebody. How are you going to deal with a whole host of millions and millions of lying, cheating schemers? The only reason they will listen is because you got more power over them and you can enforce your will on them. But then there are other principalities who are just as equal in power as he is. And these are called the divine counsel. They were once the divine council that ruled over this earth with God. The Bible says God sits among the council of the mighty, among the Elohim. He said, let us make man in our image. That word, let us, let us make in my image of Elohim. Let him make us like him, make, make him like us. These divine angels, this divine council was not the seraphim or the sheriffim. They were a different classification. And they turned on God. And they're down here. And they are the principalities over regions. There's different spirits. When you go to Africa, you're dealing with different principality. Different principality here in America over different regions. They don't necessarily cooperate with every devil. They want power. Does this make sense? But people have this idea that this is one big devil with this big giant army of all these demons and there's Jesus with a big army of angels and they're arm wrestling. That's not the truth. This council of beings. These beings fail and they are the ones who created the pantheon of gods. That all the ancient world used to worship these beings. Yes, the Babylonians, the Sumerians, they all wrote about it and talked about these things. Why do you think a culture of people would worship gods and sacrifice people for something they made up to make believe? They had to see something that made them believe it was real in order for them to offer up sacrifices for it. This is why when God raised up Israel, he said, you're going to be my arm of justice. He said, I've given all these sweets. And he told, I'm, I'm getting in some heavier water here. I didn't mean to go this far. But he told Abraham, when Abraham was asleep, he was getting ready to make a covenant with Abraham. He said, Abra- are y'all getting bored? He said, Abraham, go and get some animals and get ready to make a sacrifice. Abraham knew covenant talk. He knew. He went and got the animals and he cut them up. And put them side by side. This is how you do when You make a covenant. And you mingle the blood and make a pathway of blood. And he's ready to walk down his pathway with whoever show up because he ain't never seen El Shaddai. And while he's waiting, he falls asleep. And suddenly as he falls asleep, the Bible says a great darkness comes upon him. And God begins to speak to him and make a covenant and begin to swear to him. That he's going to bless him and says, and your descendants shall be in a foreign land for 400 years. For around the time of the 400 years, the time of the Amorites' judgment will be full. God is talking to Abraham about the destiny of another nation 400 years before it happens. God ultimately knows if a nation's going to repent or not. But he's still going to give them the time to repent even though he know they ain't. You know, there's some folk that God has given them time to repent. And he knows they ain't ever going to repent. He knows they're never going to get right. He said, around that time, I'm going to bring them out of that foreign land god knew all about it abraham woke up just in time to see a burning lamp the genesis says a burning lamp a furnace was walking down the pathway and whoever heard fire a furnace having the ability to vibrate and strike chords and make words and he began to speak his name out and say his name it was a long name he began to pronounce it and pronounce blessings upon abraham and abraham wanted to get in that circle with him because he's supposed to be in there he said no no if you get in this circle, you got to be equal with me. In other words, I can't lie and I can't die and I can't change. You lie, you change, and you're gonna, you, you pass away. So if you swear an oath to me, you might break it and the penalty is death. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk the path alone. And I'm going to swear to myself on your behalf that even if you lie, I'm still going to keep the truth. Even if you fail, I'm still going to do because. Even, that's what the Bible says in Timothy, even if we believe not, he cannot deny himself.
2: Hallelujah.
3: See, faith ain't trying to get God to do something for me. Faith is saying, do what you promised. You said
1: that you bless me. You promised. You got to do it. You can't do nothing else but what you said. You got to make a way. You got to heal. You got to do it. You
3: promised. You swore an oath by yourself. To yourself on my behalf and he let God's people get in Egypt like an incubator and they grew to be a million people and around the time they were big enough to be an army he pulled them out of Egypt and said now to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed he said let my, he told Pharaoh let my son go, calling a nation his son, let my son go that he can come out and worship me in the wilderness and if you don't let him go, I'm going to make you wish you had. And he struck him over and over again till he finally relented. And then as they're traveling, an 11-day journey. 11-day journey took 40 years. It should have took them 11 days. Part of it was their fault, but part of it was also the mission of God. Because all these nations, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, the, 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 the mosquito bites and the termites and all the other ites, They were worshiping these fallen councils, these fallen gods. And they were sacrificing children and killing them, murdering them, polluting the land with homosexuality and all kinds of acts. And God had been giving them 400 years. But the time of the Amorites' judgment was fulfilled just as Israel stepped out of Egypt. And God said, I'm going to use you to be my police officers. There's a new sheriff in town. Go and execute judgment. Don't leave nothing living. I gave them 400 years, and the wickedness that they've been practicing has polluted the land, and the land is crying out against them. The dogs are polluted. The cats are polluted. The animals are polluted. It's a curse. He said, destroy it all. And they wiped them out. And the Bible says they struck down many mighty kings. So there was a dread and a terror in the land of this roving herd of Hebrews. And the worst part about it is they didn't even know how to fight. All they did, all God needed them to do was be a physical representation His interest. To physically represent His interest in the earth, He needs a body to work with. He don't need you to fight. He just
1: needs you to stand there and see the foundation of the Lord. He said, we ain't able to go in there and fight Him. He said, you ain't never fought nobody. I'm the one that's been fighting your battle. He said, I tell you what to do. Get the trumpets and get the horns. You know how to party, don't you? You know how to sing, don't you? Get the horns and the trumpets and sin." Judah first. Just go out there and begin to worship. And the Bible said that God began to
3: strike down their enemies. But these principalities and divine spirits, divine counsel, these demonic, these, these, these renegade principalities, they were operating legally. Because God gave man dominion and he lost it. And in order to operate in dominion, you have to be a spiritual being with spiritual authority. And when Adam lost his spiritual authority, he was now living in a city, a country, a planet, under a new landlord. And now Satan is killing, stealing, destroying, plagues, famine, diseases. None of this is God's will. Children, starving people. war. That's not God's will. That's the principality's will. Because they weaken you when you're divided. And he can control you, manipulate you. And he said, and some of you walked according to the prince of the power of the air. Under their sway. Children of disobedience. He said, but now has Christ brought you out. So, Paul goes on to say, and you whom he has freed from the elementary spirits, read it, of the world. Elemental. What does elemental mean? You ever know what the elements are? The very, very powers that control the movements and operations of the earth. He said you walked according to the course of them. You was following astrology and looking at every star that came across the sky. You was letting these spirits influence you. But now I've sent another star into this galaxy. And on the day that Jesus was born, a new star came. A new light to guide. Oh, I can't get no help in here. Science lines up with God. This ain't too far for you. Is it? I got to stop in a minute. And these elemental spirits whom he has delivered you from, that you are no longer under their sway. The problem is is you live in a world full of people who still are. There's only two kind of people on the earth. There's redeemed and unredeemed. Ain't no black people, white people, green people. That's that's all done. Either you you want to believe in that, believe in that. There's only two people born again and unborn again. New creation and Adam. Either you are in Jesus or you still ain't no middle ground. You either or. And there's only one people on the earth that can pray heaven down. And that is his church. He's called out elected officials for whom he foreknew. Oh, I can't get no head. He what? He did what? Predest? What is pre- predestination? That means your ending has already been decided. For those he foreknew in his foreknowledge, he predestined them according to what he already knew. Just like he knew the time of the Amorites was going to come up, that judgment was going to be full in 400 years. God sets the times that He's going to judge nations. People get mad about stuff happening. You ever watch that movie, Apocalypto? Mel Gibson did that movie. Anybody watch that movie? Don't act like you all deep and say if you watch movies. Mm-hmm. You watching everything? You get your fat fingers around it, more control and Netflix and everything. Watch it, just <laughs> everything you can. Well, Apocalypto was a good movie because it showed how, how they was, a, was it the Mayans or the Aztecs? I don't remember. And the Mayans, how they were sacrificing to Quasiquoto or Quasiquotel or whatever they call it, which is the god that they worship, who was the king of their gods, the head god. Do you know what Quasiquoto was? He was a flying serpent with flaming wings. Do you not know what seraphim means? Flying, flaming serpent. They were worshipping one of these gods. And sacrificing millions of people of blood until the earth began to cry out. And here come old Columbus. He wasn't right. He wasn't no saved holy man. But he was going to be the tool to change judgment and shift an area. When you pollute the land, the land will vomit you out. You can get mad all you want to and say it ain't fair. But God set these things in motion. Hallelujah is how he's always dealt with the earth over and over again for ten thousands of years with people and with tribes, with nations. The Bible says he has set their boundaries. The Bible says. And they came in and wiped them out practically and took over their land from them. And we got America now years and years later because they were polluting the land murdering and killing and offering up sacrifices to false gods the same thing the hittites were doing and the amorites were doing and the jebusites and all the other ites. the same thing they were doing when israel marched through their lands and drove them out and struck them down because their judgment had come these same spirits the bible says now the rules have changed because in the old testament a rumbling. in the old testament Man, because of his fallen condition, couldn't participate in spiritual authority. He was a spiritual stepchild, swayed by these false gods and these other angels and falling, following their, and they, guess what? These angels taught them witchcraft, taught them roots, and taught them how to pull up things and herbs out there. That These angels knew these things and taught them. Are you listening? And these nations in this time did not know God. And they were born in sin with that sinful nature which they had no authority over the devil. So in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word, the word is the wisdom. The wisdom of God was made flesh. The wisdom of how to overcome these principalities. He hid who he was to them. Because the Bible says if the princes of this world had a knew who he was, they would have never killed him. Because what they didn't know is that he was the only man born without sin because he did not have the blood of a man. He came by way of a womb of a woman, but the blood came from heaven. That's why he was born of a virgin. Because he had no bloodline connected him to Adam. And since he was not connected to Adam, he was the only man born with the right to operate in authority. Being both of heaven and of earth, the blood, the word of God, liquefied and became liquid light. And feel the body of Jesus contained in the likeness of sin. They didn't say it was sinful flesh, he said it was the likeness of sinful flesh. Looked like them he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not that's why he could come in and overturn judgments who Lord did this man sin did his father sin his parents sin or did this man sin that he was born blind he said nay neither but that the works of God might be made manifest in him he reached down and pulled some clay and put it in his eyes and because he was the creator I can't get because he had authority over the clay I can't get no help in here he commanded those eyes to reshape and reform into eyeballs and the man was healed nobody else was that's why Bahama didn't heal that's why Krishna didn't heal none of them could heal because they weren't authentic Jesus was healing and wasn't even trying to heal people he was bumping into people and getting them healed Because he was full of grace and truth. His very DNA
1: was the DNA of God. He had a brain. Oh, I can't get no help in here. He had no
3: DNA from this planet. His DNA came from another galaxy far, far away. And so he had the ability to reclone body parts. Heal clean blood. He did all these things with his wisdom, his word. He spoke it. See, God's words, wisdom, is speaking to things. Because everything is made out of words. They respond to words. Your liver was made from words. Your heart was made from words. Your back was made from words. Your outcome, your hair, oh, I can't get no help in here. Everything in you was made from words. Your money was made from words. Oh yeah, that's why you can talk to stuff like that. You can speak to those things. But you got to have authority first. And here comes Jesus, hidden and concealed, and undercover. And they didn't know who he was. They just thought he was the Messiah. That was the cover story. See, don't get caught up in the Messiah stuff. That was just the cover story because he wasn't only just coming here to be the King of the Jews. He was coming here to free mankind. But that was the cover. That was the press release. The Messiah. And they thought as long as they kill a Messiah, they just kill a man. But what they did not know is who he was inside. Woo! He was undercover. And when he finally maneuvered them and tricked them into killing him, even though he was innocent, they broke the law and killed an innocent man. Because everybody born of Adam is guilty. Everybody is guilty. Every, you born, I don't care if you're not, Gandhi, you're guilty. You were born in sin with a sinful nature, and you can't live in God's eternal world because your nature won't allow Any more than you can live underwater because your nature is not aquatic. You don't have the nature to live there. You don't have to have the nature to live in God's eternal kingdom. It has to be changed. Oh. The nature has to be changed. And here comes Jesus. Born of a woman. The government upon his shoulders. In the fullness of time. He began preaching and saying, For the kingdom of heaven, repent. Change the way you think radically. For the kingdom of God is within hands reach. And they began to follow him in miracles, signs, and wonders for three years. And they thought it was all to make Israel the head and not the tail. They kept asking him, will you now restore Israel? They were caught up in trying to restore an earthly dynasty that really was
2: over.
0: Over.
3: I'm sorry, all you end-time Jewish people. God fulfilled all of his covenants to Israel, all of them. The fulfillment was when Jesus was the last thing that came. And when they rejected him, he said, you're going to weep one day. He said, oh, Jerusalem, they killed the prophets. He said, "Ooh, if you had a new your hour of visitation. But now it's leaving you. And you're going to be weeping and wailing. And not one stone going to be left on top of your temple. He closed down Judaism and broke up the Jewish nation. And Jews don't even know who they are. They burned the temple up, and there's no record of no family, no Jew knows who they are. You can't find one Jewish person who can tell you for a fact that they're a Levite, a Benjamite, a Jew. They can't do it because those records were destroyed. Why? Because God closed the door on all that. There's only a new man in Christ now. And when Jesus finally got them, he he listen. God the Father so magnified him
2: that the devil
3: couldn't keep his hands off him. You know how you get. You know how you know how you start bossing up, and people start hating on you. <laughs> They see so you start flexing. and they, Who do you think he is? See, people deal with you on who they think you think you are. See, he must said, I don't know who you think he is. I don't know who he think he is. And you don't think nothing. You're just going around minding your business flexing. You're just having a good time. But they think, you th- they think that you think that you think you're somebody. So they got to stand in and block you and stop you and, 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 and not let you do stuff and hinder you because they being a player hater. Don't hate the player. Hate. No. Hate the gang. Don't be a hater, be a congratulator Let's <laughs> show you what era I came up in, right in 1990s. I got enough time to close this out. Well, I got a few minutes. I gotta hurry up. The father dangled him in front of the principalities. They saw a man wielding authority that Adam was supposed to be operating in. Walk up to a fig tree and say, nobody eat of you. And the fig tree shut down. He starts walking in authority. He starts talking to fevers, talking to storms. With his words, he starts touching the cold. He starts entering to the matrix and turning storms off and making fle- making fevers flee. He starts operating like Neo. Come on, somebody in here. They never saw nobody like him. And these devils are sitting around going crazy. We got to they may not get along, but they got along in one thing. We got to get rid of him. So why didn't the devils just come up and gang up on him and, and kill him? What did they got around him in the wilderness? The Bible says the demon spirits were there watching him, looking at him. See, they're not stupid like you and I. They don't just run after stuff and do jumping and stuff. They wanted to watch a while. But He's kind of like David, like Abraham, kind of like Joshua. He ain't, though. A little bit like Elijah. He's like Moses. They're trying to figure him out. If you be the son of God, then do this. And Jesus said, you, you're trying to get me to blow my cover. You're trying to get me to reveal who I am before I put my foot up. You, see, I know what's going to happen. I tell you what I'm going to do. It is written. Well, if you be the son of God, then turn these stones to bread. Can't you do that? Because if you're really one of us, then you know how to transmute one thing to another. You understand the science that men are trying to develop now. It's science. It is written. Here's a thought. And I gotta close this around. I gotta tie it up. Why didn't Jesus tell the devil? Now you know you lie. You can't turn no stones of bread. Who you think you're talking to? I ain't stupid. Jesus didn't correct the devil. He didn't say it wasn't possible. He didn't say it's not possible to turn stones of bread. What do you take me for? He just said it is written. Jesus wasn't going to take orders from the devil. That's the first thing. He wasn't going to let the devil tell him to do nothing. That's number one. Number two, he wasn't going to reveal that he knew the secret to power. Because he would give away his position. And he still had to maintain radio silence he didn't operate as god in the flesh he operated as a man in right standing with god full of the holy ghost operating in full-fledged authority he didn't do no miracle as god that's why he said the works that i do you can do too and when he finally got them so mad see why didn't they just attack him because they don't have the authority Because they're not from this planet. Man is still the authority. He's just blind and can't walk in it. That's why they need witches to come in and borrow their authority so they can work through them. That's why they get together and trade with demon powers. I'll give you this if you give me that. That's what witchcraft is. It's the opposite of intercession in the kingdom. It's the demonic equivalency. Bartering and trading with the devil. And they finally got so sick of him that they, they finally got somebody inside to set him up. And they finally got the people so jealous of him that they didn't care if he was the Messiah. They didn't want to lose their power. And they killed the only man who was ever innocent. Everybody else was born in sin and deserved to die. Not Jesus. He didn't have none of Adam's blood. He had no condemning sentence. For the wages of sin is He had no sin, so they could not declare, pronounce death on him. If they tried to kill him, he'd just stay alive. Because death had no legal right to claim him, especially since he wasn't of this world, wasn't under the curse of Adam. But when they killed him, they violated the spiritual law. They killed someone finally who they had no legal right to kill. If they had killed you, it would have been all right. You want to know why? Because you were born in sin, shaping iniquity. If you die today or die tomorrow, as far as eternity is, you're dead. You ain't going to be here. But Jesus had no ending. He had no beginning and no ending. There was no end in sight for him. He had no curse, had nothing on him. He would have lived forever in a physical body, never got old. None of those things would have happened to him. (laughs) But when they killed him, they broke the law that had never been broken since Adam in the garden. When they broke that law, it gave God the legal right to pronounce judgment. And that judgment was, you killed my son illegally, so therefore I'm going to raise him up. You just gave me the legal right to intervene because you had no right to kill him. But what they did by killing him was they lost Over mankind. And for three days the power just sat there. Sun darkened, clouds backed up. There was chaos all over the earth, and in the tomb was a body laying there. But a spirit had descended down to the lower parts of the earth. And Peter the Apostle said, He preached to the spirits that were in prison for three days. And Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, I can't get no They saw him.
1: And David said, You won't leave my soul in hell. I can, you will neither allow your Holy One to suffer corruption. If you are Him, then you can't stay down here. Huh? He said, Believe on me as the scripture has said and out of your belly shall flow rivers of little. On the third day he got up and the Bible said they got
3: up with him. He emptied out hell. The righteous abode. Don't push me. Don't do it. I gotta finish this. And there was that power just laying there devil couldn't have it because he forfeited his legal right to it. Because everything the devil's been doing has been legal. He ain't been breaking no law. Because you and sin he can do what he want to. You're you a slave. You got no rights. Gave up your rights for some fruit. Ain't that right? You want to be independent from God, you dummy. You can't be independent from God. That's like, that's like being independent from oxygen. You can't do that. But you're too stupid to know that. i took advantage of you. And now you're living under an evil landlord. Won't fix the roof. Won't get rid of the rats. Won't fumigate the roaches. Won't do nothing for you. Won't keep the lights on. Lights on sometimes. Sometimes that's a bad landlord. That's the devil for you. And when Jesus got up,
2: he walked over there,
3: wherever it was, and said, All power is now in my hand. I got it. I get it. Now it's back in a safe place. Now I'm the one that got the power. And if any man be in me, oh, now he got the power. Come on. He said, said, behold, I give you
1: power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall in no wise harm you. You drink any deadly thing, it won't kill you. Step on a scorpion, it won't hurt you. Ah, you shall lay hands on the sick, and you shall, you shall, you shall, you shall cast out devils.
3: And then he went up, took his blood back to heaven, and said, Father, the blood, that you, the word that you sent, that liquefied in me. And joined to the earth and now we redeemed. For God was in Christ reconciling the whole world unto himself. Drop the charges against everybody. Woo! And put his blood and say now that which left as word has returned as blood. Join forever with the DNA of mankind showing that man has been redeemed. Woo-hoo! And now the throne room has opened up. Woo-hoo! And everybody that's born again that's in Christ. Oh, everybody that gets born again is if believe on him as the scripture has said. See, this ain't about joining a church or being a better person. You're going to go to hell being a better person.
1: you got to get born again. You got, get, you, know, you got to get free of your sinful nature. You must believe with all your heart and confess without your mouth. And then shall you be saved.
3: And when that happens, you become a part of the Electoral College. You're now in the House of Representatives. You are here to represent Him to the world as He represents you. And the Father Jesus said, I know you saw Him the last time.
1: And He wasn't looking that good. But in 33 years, I've come back. How you like Him now? Now He's washed in the blood. Now He's been saved and sanctified. Now He has been made the righteousness
3: of God. And He can come boldly. To the throne of grace and obtain help In the time of need now It's because he's been made righteous It ain't got nothing to do with how holy you think you are It ain't got nothing
1: to do with how right you think you are You can't make God like you anymore You can't make God want you anymore He's already made his mind up It's already been finished Either you are righteous or you're not You're not righteous by what you do You're righteous
3: by what he did i got to let you go. But. Here's the good part. I'm going to tie a loop up. I'm going to tie, 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 tie off something now. Now that Jesus has done this. He has set a whole new separate body. In the earth. That's why the church is called. The body of the anointed. The body of Christ. And given authority to the church. And now, these principalities and powers who were running things under the old covenant, Paul says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against these principalities and powers and rulers because they've been kicked out. The Bible said when Jesus rose up, he's spoiled principalities. That don't mean he took them out and bought them ice cream and suckers and gave them candy. He That's not what it means, sport. It means he robbed them. He came in there with the equivalency of a shotgun and say, it's a stick up. Cough it up. Give up the authority. Give up Russia. Give up North America. Cough up! India.
1: Oh, I can give it up. Give it up. You ain't got no right to it. And the Bible said he triumphed over them. It gives the impression that he put his foot on their neck in front of the whole spiritual world and said, now I have conquered death, I have conquered sin, and now I've conquered
3: the devil. And I'm getting ready to give it over to my kids. Don't you hate it when folks turn stuff over to their kids? Because the kids don't be like the parents, do they? They walk hard in that authority. You might have got a break if the parents was in charge, but the kids ain't giving you no break. They don't know who you are. <laughs> so, now everything has changed on this side of the cross. So going back to Hebrews 10, the law could not make anyone righteous. Because it had to be done over and over again For Yom Kippur every year The blood of bulls and goats was rotten and spoiled It couldn't do nothing To the consciousness of sin Consciousness of sin I'm going to tell you what the real big problem you have And you don't realize I'm going to tell you why you can't get healed Why you can't speak to mountains Why you can't make this happen It all comes down to sin consciousness Being conscious That you're separated from him that you're not like him that he's there and you're here and here I am like a worm a sinner saved I'm just a old sinner saved by grace thank you Jesus I'm going to heaven and heaven ain't even an issue no more when you're in Christ when you get born again hell is off the table for you he made you to be here to represent him here so that His will can be done here as it is in heaven. But somebody told you there was going to be a rapture, so now all you want to do is get ready to get out of here. Somebody told you all kind of stuff that you believe this got to happen first, and that's got to happen first. And it's got to be Israel, got to be the rapture, got to be this, and so you sit back just waiting for the end to come. The doctrines of men. When Jesus made you a representative, a part of His electoral college. And you're part of the fellowship of the Mysterion. The fellowship, the back and forth negotiations with the hidden forces. And when the church fails to go back and forth and barter and trade and maneuver and operate in spiritual commerce in God's celestial economy. Just like you fail to vote for the right person. And they come in and don't do nothing about the water problem. When you vote the wrong person in, you get the results of standing behind the wrong person. It's in the natural, it's in the spiritual. Because if you refuse to take authority, you leave that authority for the devil to operate in. Because if Jesus has all power, the devil ain't got I can't get no help up in here. Either Jesus has all power and the devil ain't got no power. But where the
1: devil get power from? He get it from you because you're the only person on the earth that can pray his will be done in earth as it is in heaven as he is. So are you in this world.
3: But as long as you don't take no responsibility for your own spiritual authority then someone will for you. Some devil, some witch, some warlock, some manipulator, some cheater, some crook, somebody, anybody that you can listen to can lead you astray. Are you listening? The church, he said that the church might make known the many-faceted wisdom to the principalities. Read it, to the principalities and powers that we might make known God's wisdom to the spiritual audiences that are watching us. Now I'm gonna close with this one verse, and yeah, I am closing. It's eight forty. I gotta go. Can't fool with y'all all night. My show is coming on this Tuesday. <clears throat> First John three twenty. If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Listen, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. That's First John three twenty one. Then he says in the next verse, and whatsoever we ask of him, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. (sighs) Whatever we ask of him, we receive of him. He's talking about your heart condemning you. Your consciousness of sin is what keeps you from receiving. You think the devil is trying to get you to sin so you can go to heaven and miss out on the blessing. That's a byproduct. He wants you to get in sin so he can bring condemnation. And when condemnation comes, your conscience condemns you. Your own heart condemns you, and you ain't got confidence toward God. So when you ask, you don't really believe he's going to do it. Your heart won't let you believe it. That's why the devil works overtime trying to make you rub your face in every stupid, dumb thing you've done with yourself and anybody else. To never let you live it down even though Jesus has dropped the case against you. Here, now, forever. He's dropped. Well, what if they did this? He dropped the case. Well, what about that? He dropped the case. What are you trying to say? You can just do whatever you want to do? You can. You can do whatever you want to do. But whatever you do is going to prove whether you're saved or not. All things are lawful. But not expedient. You can do it if you want to. But it won't help you along the course if you're pressing for the prize. If you're really born again and you're really saved, then you want to please him. That's what you want to do. But if you're doing everything to displease him, then that might mean that you ain't saying. I'm not preaching no easy way. That's actually worse. Now, I understand people can be caught up in problems. People can get caught up in their flesh, and their flesh can rule them. And that's what the Bible calls them carnal, meaning body-ruled Christian. Your body and your emotions is running you. You can get into fornication, you get in line, you get all kinds of stuff. Saved? Yes, you can. Save as you biggest broad daylight, save and get caught up in it in your flesh, and it can run you, and guess what you'll be, just like you ain't saved. Because when it comes time for the electoral college to come and vote, you lose your voting right, because your heart is condemning you and you ain't got. It. So now you're at the mercy of somebody else guy, he that is spiritual restore. Now you're at the mercy of somebody else. you got to depend on other folks' connection with God because your own heart won't release you. Because every time you can hide from me, you can hide from everybody else, you can crawl up in your little hole and do whatever you want to do, and nobody can see it, but you can't hide from your own heart. And the devil knows how to wait to get you in a position where you're going to need to get a hold of God, and then you can't get a hold of God. Get you out there, and now the doctor reports the x ray come back, it don't look good, and now you want to believe God, but your heart is constantly condemning you. Come on, somebody, that's the plan, that is the trick that the devil's after. That's mm-hmm. the trick bag to get you caught up in. You think he's trying to make you backslide and leave the church? He don't care if you leave the church, he can use you more if you stay in here. He's trying to make me go back in the world. He's trying to make you go back in the world. Stay up there. By all means, stay in here and pollute the atmosphere. Stay in here so we can't have a corporate anointing and the power come. Because you're the weakest link. You know, I don't want you to leave church. He wants you to stay in here. He just wants to own you while you're in here. You'll be like Judas running with the 12, doing everything the 12 is doing. But yet you're traitoring him. See, the New Testament ain't about Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. That was the law. The New Testament about is please him or not please him. It's about pleasing him. When pleasing him is the first and foremost thing in your mind, you're going to do right by me. Because Paul said, we are not like these hucksters and these crooks who preach for profit. He said, we know that God is watching us. Are you listening? So the real thing the devil is trying to get you to get back under It's the law. Sin consciousness. Where you're more conscious of your failure, your lack of understanding. I just don't know what to do. He wants you to stay like that. I don't know why. He wants you to stay like that. What's going on with my life? He wants you to stay like that. He wants you to be confused. And you know what happens when you get really confused and feel down? And After you have, what do you do? You remember After you done, done everything you know to do. You know what you do? You know what we do? You know what we do when we don't know what to do and we get tired of trying because ain't nothing working? Sin. That's what we do. Get an attitude. Get hateful. Get jealous. Get spiteful. Get envious. Or get over there and start doing other stuff get distracted and get pulled away into the flesh because we tired and we got to have an outlet. Don't judge me. And then you get beat down far enough in your conscience and then you crawl back up in the church. And don't know when you get in trouble you don't run from God, you're supposed to run to God. But when you get in trouble, you don't feel like coming to church no more. You used to be on the front row, but now you're way in the back, looking crazy, coming in, service over in 10 minutes. You just got there. I I, I made it. Yeah, you made it. Next thing you know, you ain't in church no more. Then you're talking about, I'm the church. I'm staying at home now. I'm a church. You heard that before, haven't you? I said, what time do your service start at home? What you mean, you sir? You're lying. You ain't got no church going at home. You sitting at home watching TV. You ain't no church. You ain't doing nothing the church supposed to do. You just avoiding coming to church because this is the congregation of the righteous.
1: This is the house of the living God. This is the house of prayer for all nations. This is the pillar and the ground of truth. This is the church
3: that was purchased by the blood. That's why you don't want to come in here because your heart condemns you even more. And what you ought to do is surrender. What you ought to do is fall down on the altar
1: and let there be some alterations. What you ought to do is let the Lord, when you get in trouble, I don't care if you just get out the bed of fornication, get up out that bed and come down here and get on the I can't get no help in here. Get back on the altar. Stay there until the Holy Ghost falls down on the sacrifice and sets the sacrifice on fire
3: once again
0: hey thank you jesus
3: all right i'm done i really am for real all right that was five minutes so it's 8 (sighs) 45 so once you learn what he's after You make it your business to not let him get you into it. Everybody likes to sin. Sin means doing what you want to do regardless of what God wants you to do. That's a simple definition. Sin is a departure from the original purpose and design from which God created something. That's what sin really was in the garden. And the devil wants to get you caught up in these little things that destroy the vine. And wear your connection down. So that when you are faced with trials, chaos, you're not strengthened with might in the inner man to face it. Thank God for the prophets and the apostles and the evangelists who God anoints them to get you delivered sometime. When sheep get tangled up, come on, they come and help you get untangled. They anoint your head with fresh oil. They lead you by the still water. You restore the soul. see it's your consciousness it's your consciousness i'm reading this last verse it really is the last one maybe not yeah it is i'm gonna stop right here you do got somewhere to go first john four seventeen, and i close with this verse herein is our love made perfect whose love our love The love we have for each other, but the love we have to share with Jesus. Our love. Me, him, the father, all of us. Herein is our love perfect, made completely mature, or come to a finished point of fruition or maturation. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are ye, or we, in this world. Your disobedience to God is training your conscience. It's training your conscience to be condemned. And once that condemnation works in you, you don't have any confidence toward God. And you can't let the mind, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Jesus. For he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. To do what God would do if God was here. He didn't think it was anything for him to struggle grasping. Because he had this mind. See, your problem and my problem is, when we get ready to pray for people, we don't see ourselves as Jesus doing it. We see ourselves as us messed up and stupid and goofy, trying to get God to do it and hoping he's going to do it. That's what you see yourself apart from him. But John said, here is the love. He is our love. When it comes completely full circle and mature, we start acting as he is not as he was not as he cast out devils and healed the lepers and walked the shores of Galilee not as he was, as he is at the right hand, shining under the light of favor from the Father, sitting at the right hand of all power and authority uh, seated, ruling and reigning expecting his enemies to be made his footstool that as he is so are you, you're supposed to be chilling, reigning
1: with your feet up expecting your enemies to become your footstool
3: and just like god used israel to put to bed all his enemies all those false gods and false angels i made you clowns and you think you down here operating and i can't stop you because i'm in the confines of legality i'm gonna raise up a body And I'm going to get in that body. I can't dwell in them with my spirit yet because the new creation ain't got here yet. But I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my law and my commandments in you. And my hand is going to come upon you. I can't get no help. Go in there and drive them out of the land and execute judgment. That was Israel. They were fighting physical foes who were led by spiritual enemies. But now we are dealing with spiritual enemies who have influence over physical foes. Instead of you coming against a person on your job and getting upset, go in your prayer closet and take authority over the devil. Take authority over that spirit operating through them. Get up in the morning before you get home. I can't get no help in here. Go in early with your mind armed for battle. Put on the whole
2: armor of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
3: The main reason to walk in love is so you don't get in offense. Because when you get into a fence, you shut down faith and shut down God's power. So walk in love and just let it slide. Let it slide. Let them go. Let it it slide. I ain't taking nothing on. I forgive you. I'm letting everybody go. Why? Because he let me go. so much I'm letting you go. And I'm letting you go. And I'm letting you. Red light. Come on. Green light. I'm letting you go. I'm letting you go. I'm letting you go. Because I'm not going to let nothing bind me. Because when I get ready to take authority. When I get ready to drive the
1: devil out. When I get ready to tell cancer to back up. When I get ready to tell the devil, come out. When I get ready to speak like that. God, I don't want nothing to block my conscience to hinder me. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Stand up on your feet. Shout hallelujah somebody. My God, I feel like preaching in here. I feel that God is raising up an army, raising up a body, raising up an army of Holy Ghost-filled believers. Somebody shout hallelujah somebody. hey,
3: hey, 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 hey. Are your hands, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we glory.